You're listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. Here's the definition of chaos theory, the branch of mathematics that deals with complex systems whose behavior is highly sensitive to slight changes in conditions, so that small alterations can give rise to strikingly great consequences. Why not? Thanks, fucking computer. At ease, motherfucker. At ease. Your complimentary Pandora Premium session starts now. Search and play what you want. Alright. Well, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Ain't nothing but chaos going on around here, motherfucker. Okay? And I'm bootlegging this off of Pandora tonight. Because it's the only place I could find the, the song Instant Larry from the Melvins. Cut off by YouTube. Found on the tremendous movie known as Demon Knight. Tales from the Crypt, motherfucker. Anyway, I made a new friend because that's what we fucking do around here. We make fucking friends. Got a fucking problem with that? I didn't fucking think so. I got a buddy named Shan, fucking uh, chaos theorist, the first chaos theorist I've had on the show, and I might get this other uh, empath, she's a member of Lilith or whatever, has a separate show, but uh, definitely a first time for this shit. Brought to you by a higher grade of weed I've been smoking. I hope you're smoking higher grades of weed. <laughs> you're listening to Adam Aaron GED, Underground Cartoon Fucking Therapy. Out here, two knots from the Mississippi River, where I started my own radio fucking station. And fuck everybody. I still introduce you as my patience even though Shan may not see that the same way the guy's got some different theories tonight you're gonna fucking hear it pretty intense he allows me to go all over the board I can barely fucking keep up the guy's a fucking brainiac he's one of these C2 fucking specimens or whatever but not as nerdy at least you can understand a little better, maybe. Anyway. Hope you guys can keep the fuck up. Because <laughs> this show's a fucking ride, motherfucker. Grandma Gutterpunk made it through the fucking hurricane. She's coming back. I don't know if I'll put this show out before or after. <laughs> Stay tuned. Smoke the fuck up. Don't be scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. <laughs> Fucking sick, dude. Probably one of the best songs in the world from the Melvins. 1995, Tales from the Crypt. Demon Knight. 
This one's dedicated to my Crystal Lake girlfriend. I think she's fucking hot. She helped me find this song. Alright, let's go. We'll be right the fuck back. Six two seven ninety two hundred. Oh yeah. Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> you can get all thirty six of these great songs on two CDs for only twenty six ninety five, or two cassette tapes for just twenty one ninety five. Wow. Here's how to order. To order punk, call the number on your screen or send $26.95 for two CDs or $21.95 for two Springs. plus $4.95 shipping and handling to the address on your screen. Rush delivery is available. Remember, this special offer is not sold in stores. But rather bootlegged in someone's house. Without return! You know, here, here's something that I enjoy uh, to say, which kind of flies in the face of a typical perception. I'm completely responsible for everything I say. Mm. <laughs> so far, I have been. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. I like to hold myself accountable for the words that come out of my mouth. Yeah, unfortunately, sometimes I cross shit lines and... Uh, I got to pay for it, but that's, wow. that's the price of where I'm at in my own experience in life, you know, and 
that's that word、uh, paradox. One of my favorite words, right? Paradox. The the paradox of conversation. One of them、uh, happens to be conflict, and whether that's good or bad is subjective, depending on whom you are speaking with. Subjection is key. Yep. I like how you、uh, gave me the compliment earlier about sorry,、uh, but about uh, uh, wanting、um, more. How did you put it? More. I need more input. I need more. More context. More context. context. Yes. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a big、uh, like, one. I think that now we were we were discussing briefly about the development of critical thinking. I'm gonna have to go outside so I can hear you clearly. It's okay. But, but you're、uh, okay with it. But uh, uh, I, I got the headset on, so <laughs> right on. Right. But you're you're gonna unavoidably hear the Italian、uh, going on behind us. <laughs> Which would probably be a problem if you if you're not a polyglot and don't understand Italian. Well, I, I, what I don't understand doesn't mean I hate it. Hatred is a, <laughs> hatred is a polarity.、Um, it's a paradox of understanding. Again, the paradox is a word that I really enjoy focusing on. Yeah. That well, paradox is a good word. You know, because I feel like that's what we're in, all the way around、that's、right now. It's a it's a word that speaking of of the conversation, it's a word that's relevant to our conversation right now, as this is a paradox. Our conversation is a paradox or a result of、uh, on a linear timeline backwards causation, backwards causality. Yeah, if I haven't、so、spammed your mailbox with one of my fucking shows. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, you've been you've been doing that a few times. You did it enough. You did it enough that I actually, on on, I've got an Android smartphone,、um, and and took time to install Spotify and make an account and all that stuff. I got an Android crack cracky phone, crackhead <laughs> phone. That's what it is. Wow.、Well, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's、I、got its own fucking. It's like. it's it's like living with a crackhead. Oh. And that sucks. Never, never, never done that. That's a, oh yeah. It always needs me to record a show. Hey, you ready to record? I'm like, God damn, dude. <laughs> well, you're like, yeah. As long as you understand the 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 laws as they relate around the FCC and permission permission of like content, you know, you're <laughs> actually you're actually legally required to say, hey, I'm recording this.、Mm, not not if you're in Oregon. Um, federal, federal. It's not、FCC. federal. It is federal. I did look it up, and、uh, it's neat stuff. So,、yeah. it's、uh, in court. If you don't state that you are recording an individual, then you give all the rights to what you've recorded to that individual. Is that right? That is right. Wow.、Um, They can whereas, still fuck off. In order to, in order, in order to protect your content, yeah,、um, you are actually required to state that you are recording before you record. There are specific stipulations you're leaving out, but it's not necessarily what I care to dive into. Like for for example, I am 
recording this conversation. Are you? And yeah, I do. I record all incoming and outgoing conversations. Um, but I'm legally required to say that in order for the content, if if anything ever happened, which I don't anticipate, I'm legally required to <laughs> say that in in order to to. According to the system, these systems that we like to talk about, according to the established legal system that revolves around social media and podcasts and and recording and anything, same with video,、um, I'm legally required to say I'm recording this in order for it to be upheld in an established court of law within the United States. Hmm. Kind of a kind of a neat thing. Yeah.、Eh, kind of something I don't necessarily regard in some cases. Now, in the case of like getting someone like you on the phone, yes, I will tell you ahead of time. I'm going to <laughs> record. It's <laughs> good. Like seriously, any any time you call on my landline, my cell phone like this. Hundred percent of the time, the phone calls are being recorded. So, and if I didn't say that,、um, then it wouldn't matter in 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 an established within the system, the court of law that exists within the United States. If I don't say it, it's unenforceable, and that's kind of useful information for you more than me. I say it. To, I I I say it to protect myself from phone from phone spammers, spam phone calls. But it's it's not relevant. I'll just delete this conversation <laughs> because it's a good one. But again, like if things went sideways, then I would have no legal ramification if I didn't announce that this is being recorded. I see. <laughs> it's a weird. It's a weird little. Caveat that's in the fine print somewhere. <laughs> America. Well, we love we love this country, right? <laughs> we do. And you know, the thing about recording without permission, you know, like in the case with、uh, MTV, yeah, who yeah, I felt they, they got they got sued like crazy, didn't they? Oh yeah. Well, I ended up putting the show up. Thank you. <laughs> because、uh, and I recorded, I recorded their ass too. Because I was like, well, I feel like my life could be technically <coughs> in contingency with some kind of alterated mos that could be possibly illegal. Alterated isn't a word. Altered is a word. So with that being said. <laughs> so I,、uh, I alterated a fucking show and made it so, and I recorded these guys. But um, you know, it it turned out they're part of this huge conspiracy I'm in the middle of right now. I ended up having to yank the show down, and it's not because of a reason you would agree with. So I'm not even going to bore you with it. But、it doesn't I,、uh, matter what I agree with or disagree. With. I'm, I'm a I'm I'm a literal individual. I and and I've taken time to learn how systems work. I'm just shy of of a systems engineer. And once you once you understand 
how the systems work, and we're all, we're all living underneath uh, an arist aristocratic portion of oppression. We've we've all grown up with this, but it's normalized, but it's used to it. So uh, the desensitization. Do you feel do you feel like that's part of that recipe? Well, desensitization is a mutually exclusive topic from the one I'm attempting to convey right now. Um, and the one that I'm attempting to convey is protecting your legal rights when it comes to recording. And that's kind of a big deal. Like desensitized, of course, we're desensitized. You don't even hear about people getting killed or mass shootings or what, what genocides? Like, come on. Like, it, we've all been focused on Stalin and Hitler for so many years and ignoring the hundred million Native Americans that were completely annihilated thanks to colonialization. Specifically during the Seminole War, which never gets brought up, one of the biggest never. genocides, one of the biggest, you know, and longest uh, running, and just like, you'll never hear about it. You'll never hear about that one. No, nor is history taught in class, because if it was, you could look at the United States and its 400-year recorded history, 450, however many, 600 years maybe, and compare it line for line, word for word, government-established uh, systems to Rome. They're analogous. They're exactly analogous. It's almost a carbon copy of what the Roman government was dealing with during its reign. Like, it, history's repetitive in, in the most oh, yeah. ridiculous sort of way. It really is, and it's all due to the lack of incompetent and unacknowledgement. Is that a good word? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what, it, what it is due to is un, unchecked overpopulation. Like there's there's hmm. too many vo there's too many voices and not enough figureheads like Martin Luther King or any number of Mahatma Gandhi's like whatever pick your pick your phrase your your idealist we we don't have enough idealists for chaos theory to function properly we descended into pure chaos and this is directly caused by overpopulation which people don't like to talk about for some unknown reason because they would have to probably stop fucking if if, if they if they actually right talked about it and, and sex is half of our psychology death being the other half yeah well it's in conflict with human nature to be reasonable and, and live sustainably it's that's that's a direct affront to human nature yeah. it's an assault on human nature and people don't like that they like their dorito stained heavens they like the, <laughs> grease to pits stay in their <laughs> yeah to stay in their little isolated universes and think that everything's all right not yeah. realizing that we're really the descent is real the descent descent as in descending like the the descending descent is real it's it's very functional and very visceral and it's empirically trackable and it's frustrating to watch yeah i the agree vast majority the vast majority of culture it's frustrating to watch them look it's confirmation bias so look at the evidence and say that's not real that's fake meanwhile these people are they're we're talking about 
professionals. They, they make money doing this. They, they went to school for decades in order to learn how to be virologists or psychologists or whatever. They, they did this and people are with barely a high school education, have a smartphone and all of a sudden think they're somehow more qualified than these people that literally dedicated their entire lives to the subjects they're arguing against. It's like, shut up. Just shut up. Yeah. You're not helping. It's creating more chaos. It's not, it's not helping. Yeah, the chaos build is uh, exactly that, man. And it's been something I've been learning um, to tangibly, if that makes any sense, probably not, but I've been tangibly, it able, tangibly it able to utilize it. I feel yeah, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, because, I do. well, people's I do. stupidity I... can serve you. Well, I, I think in both realms, right? The tangible and the intangible as like, so here's, here's a neat analogy. Um, I'm a scientist. So any scientist who ignores science fiction cannot proclaim to be a scientist. It's, that's the way it works. Like to ignore sociology and how it has evolved throughout the decades is to ignore scientific method, which is to dive into stupidity, which is great. Good for you. Glad it works for you, but doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like it, I, I know I'm stupid. I know this. I acknowledge this. I'm happy to be stupid, <laughs> but I'm not, but I'm not stupid. I'm ignorant and ignorance is a blessing because it means I can still learn. So just call me ignorant and that's cool. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm ignorant. You win. I'm, I'm ignorant. I'm not a dummy, but I'm ignorant for do, sure. Do you ever listen to old school metal? I, you know, so this is a, a conversation that's going to delve into cognitive neuroscience. I figured it was relevant. That's why I asked it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. Nice. Do you dream? Do you dream? Do you, do you fall asleep and dream? I have. Recently, okay. yeah. I, I haven't fallen asleep and had a dream in 25 years. That's fucked. It's not fucked. It's, it's, <laughs> you're uh, okay with so it. This, <laughs> so this is cognitive neuroscience. So your left brain is the one that controls creativity, like music and art and blah, blah, blah. It's the left side of your brain. The right side of your brain is the one that focuses on analytical, analytical thinking. And uh, my the, the right side of my brain is overdeveloped and it's caused the paradox, right? It's caused okay. paradoxal, paradoxal harm to the left side of my brain. Okay. So I used to be able to go out into my shop and dream up this huge, fantastic thing, you know, and build it, just build it. And, uh, and those days are gone. Like that's left. Now, now I, I think more about sociological issues and psychological issues and where they started from. Like, what is the root of this issue? And in some cases, I go back as far as 30,000 years, 26,000 years. And I just discovered a guy who focuses on cave drawings. So he's going back even further, 40 and 60,000 years to see this anthropological development happen. Yeah. As, as it has affected the sociolo sociology of the era at the time. And governments or systems then fall under the same parameters. Well, it's, it's intriguing. Hmm. 
I think it is. It is. I, I don't really argue, and I, and I don't honestly ever argue in absolutes. It's not my deal. Yeah, um, I don't agree with it either. I feel like that's what makes my podcast uh, viable. You know, it, I'm offering it as a platform for people to actually vent and to talk about what they're feeling. And everybody, you're going to line up everybody in the world, dude, and they're all going to say something goddamn different. You know that. Every, every one of them. And, and this is also covered in Socratic method, where he speaks to the tone of be secure in the knowledge that you know nothing. And you're going to be okay if, if you realize that you really don't know a thing. Yeah. Not a thing. Like, it's cool. Like, you have an opinion. Opinions are cool. Like, that's cool. However, once you polarize your opinion to the to, to one side, like, my opinion's the best, my opinion, your opinion's the worst. Once you polarize the opinion away from neutrality, then it becomes toxic and harmful in both directions, either good or bad. They're both, they both have, like, a positive ground can arc and cause a fire just as a negative uh, a positive ground that's meant to be the negative in arc and cause a fire can i stop you right matter. there right um and just before you go further uh can you give an example to uh people even me um it, like as an example just it doesn't it's just a hypothetical situation between johnny and susie you know what i mean like okay sure yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm waiting for the hypothetical situation. Oh, no. Well, well in, in, <laughs> in regards to what you just said, because I was just like, okay, given a, give a situation where that would be, you know, in, it's kind of the layman term thing. Sometimes I just need things in layman terms. I don't, I, 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 I struggle. It's okay. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. You know, I was just wondering, like, if, if two people were in a situation, how would that play out you know what i'm saying what you just said because i can't even repeat what you just said that's the problem so i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to to neuroflexibility okay. which is a, rel a relevant term right now so a lot of these things all i'm doing is reiterating learned knowledge that's all i'm doing okay so none of this is an established anything other than a theory that's all it is like and right now, what we what we can perceive, and this has happened in the last uh, let's see, since since the wake of World War One, World War Two, um, where we've seen the introduction of televisions, which is the introduction of mass media, which is the influence of the mind, and to kind of remove that neuroflexibility and push neural rigidity take a side take a side take a side take a side why do i i don't want to take a side i want to sit in, in the middle and i want to look at both sides and realize they're both really being stupid they're being ignorant it's stupid. that's a great way to put it you know they're arguing in, they're arguing in circles making no forward progress whatsoever and in my case i would i would i would go as far as to say fucking stupid i don't think i'll do that <laughs> that's me <laughs> That's my style. That's exactly how I, I did say it earlier to somebody too. And I was, I, I do, <laughs> I do my best not to attack people. It's kind of a thing because it doesn't matter. The people mm. that I would attack wouldn't listen anyway. So, 
who cares? Who cares what they say? They don't have anything valuable to offer. Who fucking cares? I still like to fucking, you know, I still like the whole wake up call thing because that's really why I do this this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, because I give a fuck on that end, you know. Well, I like I liked your podcast. It Thank seemed, you. Some of it, some of it seemed viable and useful. I didn't listen to a lot of it, so I don't have a very large spectrum of knowledge right now. But that'll change. Sorry, right. I'll listen. Can I'll listen that. tomorrow. Hey, man, as long I'll as listen. I made it in on some level, that's cool. Well, I mean, I think that's what it's for. So, so I've been doing the same thing now for 35 years, and no one. And I'm very private. I'm very private. I'm secretive, and a lot of this is a paradox of my own actions. No one has taken time to appreciate or acknowledge the body of knowledge that I carry around with me. It's it's a big backpack.、Um, so I feel it's relevant when someone like you presents an offering, as you have in your podcasts, to acknowledge it. It's very valuable. A lot of it is. It's it's useful. Like it's forward motion, which is kind of a big deal for me. Like you're not necessarily treading water; you're just reiterating, rehashing ideas in a different light, from a different perspective, and trying to put it in layman's terms that are more communicable to a broader audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't,、That's、I don't、thing. do that. I'm like, you don't get it. Well, sorry, not sorry. Maybe you should go back to school. You shouldn't be sorry. No, you shouldn't ever be sorry about that shit. You know what, man? Hey, it's on the individual to want to care about what you're saying. If they don't,、mm-hmm. that's on them. Well, that's that's the, again. I, I I said that's a platitude, right? right? Sorry, not sorry. Right. Which means nothing. It doesn't mean a thing. I thought you were just a... talking about reasons, and I was like starting no, to get the munchies. No, I, I just I, there's no <laughs> point in talking to this individual, whatever to X individual. There's no point in talking to him because. They don't give a fuck about what I'm saying. They don't care. Yeah. So I'm not going to bother to waste my time, to waste my breath on a person who's not neuroflexible enough to receive it in the first place. <laughs> And this ties back into more. I, I, I love ancient philosophy. It's something I adore.、Uh, it ties back into Socratic method.、Um, you can only speak to somebody in a. In a comprehensive manner, if they already agree on, at some level with you, they won't. They won't absorb any information from you.、Hmm. So if they're already resistant to your ideas, they're not hearing you from the first from the get go. Yeah, that's that. That's that's you know, that's I can I, I can agree with that. I can get down. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not arguing to, to be agreed or disagreed. Right.、I'm、arguing like like you do. I argue for the sake of my own perspective. This is my perspective. I don't, don't care if somebody agrees or disagrees with it or not. It's mine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> go go develop your own. Go on. Shoot. <laughs> yep. No, I've I've been guilty of trolling. That's true. And you know, it is this kind of like. I do like a healthy argument with a friend, but it's it's funny on the and the not funny end about the virus specifically.、Uh, oh, now are, are we changing the paradigm of the conversation? No, I'm just using it as an example. Okay. Um, because I like the conversation as it is. Uh, but uh, this as an example, I've I've noticed how it's. 
completely altercated. Is that the word? <laughs> altercated. Virus. The vi altercated. Uh, altered. Altered is the word you're looking for. <laughs> altered characteristics that weren't prevalent beforehand. And I, I think maybe. I think altered is is a misuse of the word. I think what you're looking for is reinforced. Explain that one. So that's what we're seeing in the polarity, the argument of anti-vax versus vax. And this was in 1918. They have pictorial, pictorial, pictorial. There's a, there's a challenge to say right now. <laughs> uh, pictorial references of both sides of the argument both polarities the the mask leagues and the anti-mask leagues and speaking of history being repetitive there were only 2.8 billion people on the planet in 1918 right now that now there's 8.9 billion people minus those that have already died from the from the virus um so there's 8.9 billion people by comparison to two point change billion people on the planet. So that many more voices is the equivalent of throwing a bucket full of sand into a water, in, into a pool. It's muddy. Like any point is completely diluted at this point because there's too many voices talking about the same point for any clarity to be achieved. Yeah, that's how I've been feeling about it since I've been recording. And uh, I haven't had a whole lot of shows based on any on the virus, even though that's the cause of what had happened with me. You know, I was like, hey, the sky's fucking falling. And that's what I had my doctor on the 100th episode. You guys can go back and listen to the 100th episode, which is pretty epic. Um, covering. I'll make it. One, 100 episodes from uh, March 30th, 2020 till March 30th, 2021, like right on the fucking dot too, man. It was amazing. And nice. uh, just, I needed to do it, you know? <laughs> it just felt like I'm gonna do this. And I just spent pretty much the entire year recording. And it really hasn't stopped either because I've noticed that um, with what I'm holding with PTSD, uh, people, a lot of times they, I, I, I have a run-in with them, man. And I've had a run-in with half the guests I've had on the show, too. That's why I leave this bumper. It's going to be on this show when you hear it edited. But, uh, you know... Didn't you earlier refer to your PTSD as CPSD? CPTSD, like complex post-traumatic. CPSD. Complex okay. post-traumatic stress. Because I'm dealing with more than one trauma. Usually PTSD gotcha. is a war term because... It has, it has evolved yeah, from right. the root of the word. Even though you'll get, you'll be hard pressed to get like a marine to admit that, though. To be like, no, <laughs> civilians cannot get PTSD. That's something that gets that happens during wartime, and it's like that's military PTSD, and it needs to be defined because there's too many so cases. The the terminology uh, PTSD was a 20th century development. Um, right in World War in World War One, it was just called shell shock. Shell shock in the, in the Vietnam War, it wasn't called PTSD. It was called shell shock. They still call it shell shock. You know how they do it? They just call it SSI, shell shock income. That's what it is. Yeah, you know. So so PTSD came about again in the 20th century. <clears throat> 
and has been expanded on dramatically in the in the psychiatric world to childhood trauma, religious abuse, to a great deal of of things like being homeless can create PTSD. Oh yeah, for sure. Like a file of fight or flight, for example, is a result of a paradox of PTSD. Yep. And that's that's kind of a I suffer with it. Definitely. It's well, I think a lot more people that would they would like to talk about it do. So uh all these things are they they these concepts have only been around um for about 80 years, 60 to 80 years. Yeah, so not long. Not long. So they're all they're all quote unquote like depending on your perspective, they're all brand new. They're brand new to our lifetime. CPTSD you know. specifically because that's really been on the board less than 20 years. Mm-hmm. To be fair. Uh, you know, by the time I was diagnosed with it out of Stanford University, once again, people that doubt that I was <clears throat> diagnosed and shit, I was diagnosed straight from Stanford University. I went to the third best hospital in the country at that point, 2004, and was basically argued to that I couldn't be there. I had to argue like uh the head chief of staff of the hospital who was like you have no money in insurance and she ended up calling 32 hospitals every bed was filled we'll be right the fuck back dude you from ktel records 22 explosive hits 22 original stars gallery oh it's so explosive diarrhea The great Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, the candy man. Olivia Newton-John. Hamilton, Joe, Frank, and Reynolds. Derek and the Dominoes, big hit, Layla. Osmonds, Detroit Emeralds, Millie Jackson, Flash, April Wine, Charlotte's Pop Tops, Fortune. April Wine. (laughs) Joe Simon. Lobo. Hot Butters, Popcorn. And many more. Get KTEL's 22 explosive hits now. 22 original stars and one great stereo LP. Only $3.99. Gonna break you. We now return, motherfucker. So they had to keep me. And through that, my ha- my bill would have been a half a million dollars. I ended up uh, leaving a long-sleeved 1991 entombed left-hand path tour shirt, <laughs> folded up respectfully, was like, it's the most valuable thing I have. And I knew that they probably would, you know, toss it. But it didn't matter. I needed to leave What? that, you know. What? I've, I've lost track. Oh, I was just saying, that was what I had to leave behind because my bill was going to be like a half a million dollars. That was my own perspective and oh, my own watch. Gotcha. I was like, well, That's I'm, right. I'm going to leave my long sleeve into fucking left-hand path. <laughs> yeah. a, a brief divergence, um, and I'm just going to touch on this. I don't really want to perseverate on it. Uh, universal health care, mm-hmm. you know, like... That would be in our in our generation, our mutual generation, seventy um, one for me, seventy two for you. There was nothing like even even globalization. Computers were still a pipe dream. So we learned 
so much slower by comparison to these kids now that are born within the internet. The availability they have to information is unparalleled in world history. <clears throat> so, yeah, let's talk about a big bucket of sand dumped into a clear pool. That's that's happening actually on an exponential rate. Add add hominum, add overpopulation. Um, and globalization, it's a perfect storm for confusion and chaos. Oh, yeah. Shitstorm, man. <laughs> I think that's how Mr. Lee would quote it. Yeah, well, There's a shitstorm coming. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay. No, no, no. It's not coming. We're, we're, living we're in it. it, yeah. I know. We are. Yeah. Actually, and, and it kind of feels like it, the tail end of it, if you wanted to be specific. Yeah, that's so optimistic. I, I like it. it. Well, got to be tail end of it. Got to be. <laughs> hey, I am. I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be an optometrist till the end, dude. You know, it's an, just... an optometrist. <laughs> you, you're gonna. You're gonna. You're I can see a on... bright future. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you're focusing on eyeglass wear. I'm confused. What's going on here? Uh... Oh, my phone, dude. Fuck you, phone. Now, now it's not a good time to die. Is it dying? It's gonna try. I'm gonna have to go plug it in. I'm okay with Italian. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope so. I am. I'm That's good. a. So there's a, there's another portion of unique. Um, and here's a word. Are you familiar with the word polyglot? Now I've heard it, no. and I, I can't say it. And I can tell you what the definition of it is right offhand. No. Uh, it's fluency in more than one language. Oh no! Nope. So, so I'm a polyglot. I'm a polyglot. How many languages so do you know? Nine. So yeah. it's 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 really difficult for me to sit next to because my parents rely on subtitles. I, I in the meantime I have to hear the context. I have to hear it all. Um, it's because of my autism. Um, I'm unable to separate the the movie from the conversation oh i see what you're saying it's oh, really wow. frustrating for me really no. frustrating. so i can't i can't even go into like uh like a grocery or a restaurant I can't, I can't go anywhere near them i can separate and hear any any conversation within earshot well, that's kind of fucky it. and i can't i can't turn it off wow like it, it's just always there hmm you know you could probably do. You could probably uh, help me. I wanted to learn foreign languages, you know, and uh, <laughs> definitely, you know, I would love to transcribe my show one day and have that kind of knowledge. You know, I don't know how it's long a, it would take me. Someone like me, I don't know. Everything's I, I, I like don't know. That. For me, it's kind of an affinity. So, and I noticed this really young. Um, I always watched subtitles. Like even if there's an American dub nowadays, there's a lot of American dub out there. Yeah. Um, so I don't watch them. I watch them in the original subtitles, and I try to connect the uh, words that are being written and spoken with the translation that is being offered through the transcription and the subtitles. And that's how I learned foreign language. <clears throat> It's a cool, mad genius element. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. It's subjective genius. 
it is kind of like what you would want if you were like the ultimate like super villain. See where my psychology goes. <laughs> now there's a polarity. Like what defines uh what defines uh now here another divergence. We're gonna diverge into social construct. That's where we're going here. That's where what it's is, what what is the differentiation between a good guy, a hero? And a villain. What's where's the line drawn? And yeah. from whom? That's a good from fucking whose, question. From whose perspective, perspective is that line being drawn from? Now we're talking. This is something I can really get into now. I love this yeah. part. Yeah, this has been great. So, so that that's I because that's a good good question, especially based on what you would have to consider to be as a person who. Only takes things that are like absolutely tangible surface. That's how you were saying it, right? If you can't touch it, feel it, lick it, stick it, whatever, you know, it can't fucking. It's read not, it, yeah. Understand it, connect yeah. the dots in, in cultural history. And I'm sure you're talking about like in rhetoric uh, within uh, the history of the last 20 years. With right. that being and said, that alone is there's so much distrust. And you can't label people who as being conspiracy theorists anymore because that's an ism. It really, it's cons- well, it's cons- another. I would convert it to a yet another ism. Um, and I would say, you know, it's a conspiracy realist is what you would have to go by because they haven't proven shit. And when these things come up, and it's un. Well, how would you say it? I, you got the better wording than I do. I kind of flounder sometimes, but in this, in the case that you know, do it better they, than I have. They they haven't been able to uh, prove or disprove anything. Okay, and on that note, that's enough for me to be like, hey, I, you know, I'm not in 1918. I, you know, I don't know what exactly the reasons for anti-vaxxing, if that's how you wanted to label these guys as an example. Well, that's how they labeled them then. Right. I'm just re- I'm reiterating the past. That's all I'm doing. And someone had asked me that kind of passively, aggressively the other day, one of my friends, I wonder if people felt like you back then. And I was like, you know. Look at, look at the pictures. I, I think, you know, books. well. <laughs> it's all recorded. I don't know how many uh, members of the U.S. <laughs> government were being talked about in the, in, in, Things like, you know, <laughs> it's, in, it's it's evidential. It's evidential. I'm sorry, I'm raising my voice. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. It's, it's fine. You're allowed to vent. It's it's. I'm a little adamant about this this next portion of dialogue. Hmm. It's evidential in history. It's recorded in history. If you want to know what happened then, read the books. Read yeah. the books. And stop arguing over things that are empirically provable. They're they're written down evidentially. I remember having to read George Orwell's 1984 as mandatory reading in sixth grade, mm-hmm. and I that's can't, such a great book. Well, it just makes me wonder how many of these people, uh, specifically in our age group, because you're 71, I'm 72. You know, I'm 50. Yes. Yeah, 50. You're 49. I'm going to be 49, 49 in October. Oh, lucky. It, yep. <laughs> and uh, coming up, too. Shit. Um, but, uh, you know, fucking um, in that sense that uh, 
where you, the, the original question, what's the fine line between a hero and an anti-hero? You know, it's like that. I'm not an anti-hero, that's a mutually exclusive term. A hero and a villain. A hero and a villain, okay, yeah. Okay, a hero and a villain, but a, a villain according to the psychology of modern society or a villain according to fucking comic books? Well, this conversation is subjective to the sociological structure, structure of the era, of the time. So what was a villain, a villain uh, in the late 1800s, like 1890, and what was a hero has changed in definition from then till now, 2021. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, and Lao Tzu, um, who said this, he who worships or idolizes the rich in a sick society is the problem. And that and would be the general proportion of the, of the society we live in right now, would you agree? Uh, I, I do, 100%. Roman um, Empire. What I, what I do see is, uh, and what I've seen lately on social media, which is what I'm going to quote at the moment, this isn't my own perspective, it's just my observances, that's all. I've seen these people with an insurmountable amount of wealth and access to resources launching rockets into the sky in hopes of reaching Mars for some fucking like we're literally living in a science fiction novel in real time while the world the entire planet is going through and this was spelled out right at the beginning of the pandemic very clearly um we have uh uh half of a thousandth of a chance of surviving the next then now we're we only have like three years left but hmm. then they were talking about we only have five years to avoid the uh what what did they call it the domino effect um and we're starting to see the results of the dominate the domino effect um as the amazon rainforest has been depleted with the too many humans on the planet exhaling too much co2 and the planet can't deal with it do you believe so, there's a stargate on the planet <laughs> i i i believe in the human imagination let's put it that way you don't believe that though per se you know, I said this once before, and I'll say it again. I'll just reiterate it. I don't believe anything. Anything. I don't believe anything. Disbelief is included in that. I don't believe in disbelief. I don't believe anything. Like, what's the point? It's limiting to say i believe it it's like god is a great example speaking of things that are which i believe in i'm just going to tell you straight up i do cool whatever yeah yeah it's fine i'm just saying i believe who am i now here's here's the deal like if if you look back and i'm not much of a theologian theologian Theologian. i think yeah theologian Theologian. thank you thank you you had the words i had it whoa (laughs) hey man just trying to tell you Keep telling me i'm smart now, now you, you get are to show off yeah, now you get right. to show off and be smart you're just encouraging me man that's all, all right well it's just fuckery it's day. all yeah you know so <laughs> to, 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 to touch back on theology the feel the, uh, untangible things you know yeah nobody can prove a god any god of the 4900 that are currently actively being worshipped on the planet like is that the number one yeah, 4,900. So, 
nobody can uh in theory 49 there's probably more but uh, oh yeah for sure a lot, a but lot documented at poly- least at least documented yeah a lot of these people are into polytheism, and so there's multiple deities to be considered in the conversation. Oh, but yeah. anyway, um, a Stargate or whatever science fiction you're talking about is exactly analogous with something as intangible as the concept of a god to me. Yeah. Yeah. And until somebody shows up and says, here's a Stargate, let's walk through it, then fuck it. It's just make-believe to me. Hmm. So... If there were a Stargate, hypothetically, if there were a Stargate, scientifically, they could access it and they would go to another, let's say it had access to what you called a, a Goldilocks planet like we're in because we're in that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's perfect for sustaining the things that were taken for granted. Um, yeah. We would end up accessing this thing and just polluting the next shit. Well, humans are parasitical by nature. So to assume that we would follow or diverge from this timeline with our current level of understanding would be ridiculous. So we're like maggots. We're <laughs> like more like more like more akin to ticks than maggots, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, this has been one of the better talks I've had in a minute, man. I had this guy call in the other day. Oh, do you got it? You want me to hold on? Oh, what? Oh, that's just the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought they were asking you questions. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting all polygoric. I, I came inside to grab my tobacco and substances. Grab it, man. Grab it. Get comfortable. So that I could run outside. My phone's going to run out of battery here before too long, but I'm going to keep it shut off and keep the conversation going. I'm going to go outside. You guys want to come outside? Well, we've almost done, well, we have done 45 minutes and 26 seconds, 27, 28. That's where we're at. Yeah. Well, I get lost in conversation. Like linear time has absolutely no meaning to me. That's why I love David Lynch. David Lynch was an interesting character. He is. He still is. And every Friday, he he says, "You're a wonderful person." <laughs> fuck, fuck David Lynch. Fuck David Lynch. I don't like all of his. You know what? I always tripped out on men. I'll be, and it's so off of what anything we're talking about. But I I never understood how the fuck did he get Richard Pryor to show up on Lost Highway when. Richard Pryor specifically stated that there was no way in hell he would ever show back up having MS because he was afflicted with it after, after his career. You know what I mean? And I was just wondering how the fuck did David Lynch get him to do this obscure ass, most non-Richard... Money. Money. No, it's the most non-Richard Pryor thing I've ever seen. Give, give, give a wise man enough money and unless he has an uncompromising personal ethos he's going to take it and he's going to show up on the show uh, that's how that's how it works what if it wasn't money though let's let's say hypothetically it wasn't 
Let's say it was, well, what if he was... Are you you trying to say that David Lynch wanted to touch his butt? No, I would say maybe Richard Pryor wanted to touch his. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, It's probable. It is probable. Well, he, you know, maybe he's... Maybe, I love maybe, Dune. There, maybe he saw Dune and was like, "I love Dune." <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe there was a maybe there was a intellectual bond that mm-hmm. was not not obvious to the onlookers like us, right? I did hear this. I did hear this story about Richard Pryor one time, and and it does relate to what we've been talking about in a lot of ways. And he was married to this white chick, and he was he did an all he was doing all black clubs, you know that, and. Mm-hmm. You know, she would be the only white person in there sometimes. And at the end of the show, um, you know, everybody was like, hey, yeah, I bet your uh, wife's funnier than you are. And they were making fun of him, you know, and getting it all riled up, man, you know. And, and you know, so the, the lady gets up on stage and she starts dropping end bombs like Richard Pryor does. And everybody's like, uh-uh. And <laughs> so right. she, he, he took her outside and he said, I'm not mad at you, you know. I, I want to explain it this way. And he said, look up at the stars. And she said, okay. And so she looked up there. And everybody else inside was like, oh, like, uh-oh, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and he was just like, I got this. I got this. He took her outside. He, he said, look at the stars. She looked at the stars. And, she, and he said, okay, now you tell me which one's the end bomb. Uh. And that was how he handled it. And I thought, that was just the most beautiful fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. You know what I mean? It's philosophical. It's philosophical at the very least. You know, it is philosophical at the very least. But it does relate to this whole, it goes, it does, if you put it in that relationship to the post question, what the difference is between a hero and a villain, that kind of is, one part of the formula to explain the difference between the two because well kind of uh, the uh my brain diverged because my brain does that and it, it it was like oh so that helps explain the definition the modern definition of white privilege that helps explain it because yeah. previously whites whites were kind of exclusive and and thought that they were this superiority complex and uh, completely refused like the indigenous ways where all people, they, they fought wars, but they were resource wars um, and population wars, like it's why wars originally started on this continent amongst its indigenous peoples but then along came white people with their attitude of elitism um and denial that all humans were humans and that's it we're just fucking humans shut up yeah um and that's what i perceive in what right white what you recently said about richard Pryor, um where he's just saying look all all the stars are like the way i see the planet the way you see the planet is which one is the nigger you know yeah so it's a conversation about classism and elitism and and, and perception. Perception, so, yeah, really on that, really kind, yeah, really kind and of it a is about all three philosophical concept because that's exactly the formula that's involved in determining a hero from a villain, right? Well, my my point being is because I've been I love that part of the whole thing and.
it's not your average talk about a hero and a villain and the and you know it's just this is a different style that i have never even heard before and i'm really thankful to talk to you tonight about it man and right. you know well, richard, that it matters richard to me Pryor, about a hero richard, you know richard richard Pryor, in his era was a hero yeah and, and i thought again, so too it's a very broad perspective to understand how the sociological construct of the time prevented him from being perceived as such until much later in life after you know they like back then black people were separated from white people for signs that said white people only whites only and this was normalized like it still is normalized it, it's ridiculous well you know it's uh we are parasitic by nature mm-hmm. um <clears throat> there is that level of like no matter which uh side of the character you do choose there's a level of uh both within it and you know in order to be the hero a lot of times it comes off the villain they use it as a classic play throughout history bob kane was the guy who created batman jack kirby was the guy who created the marvel universe and stanley stole all the credit for it. um yeah. stanley had his had his own mental fortitude he had his mental fortitude because i'm going to make the movie about it too and i'm going to i want to pitch it at martin scorsese because it's it's really a mafia movie and when you think about the ties that Stan Lee and they never talk about it but his uncle was a mobster who left him the uh Marvel comics you know and and you got to imagine how he was just like Stan you're going to take over the business and he, it, you know, <laughs> he didn't want to take over the business necessarily you know so so to stay on point on right topic. Isn't this, a, isn't this a sociological structure that dwells within the concept of good versus evil? Right. And it, kind of redefines the line that is neutrality. That's what I'm saying. For as all for all the heroes that were produced out of this thing that changed fucking the way people look at shit. And this shit's still like this now Disney's, you know, knee-jerk reactions and all this bullshit are found within the fine films of the, uh, which are still considered epic even by myself because I'm addicted to the shit. And really, it's like so here, here's, my own Xanax. I know it's not good for me, but it still helps me calm down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here, here, uh, here's here's a question of curiosity. Um, seeing as we're talking about rhetorical subjects, mm-hmm. how many? Do you feel uh, Disney, Amazon, choose your corporation, Netflix, like pick one. How many of these Disney. do you feel are <laughs> are financially directly a result of capitalism, also directly a result of the sociological needs with the advent of globalization and video? Well, that definitely connects to what i what we would consider conspiracy theory since that's what it lies under at that point because you have to go deeper and you have to look at the already stated results that disney has participated in socialist nazi shit 
Um, you it's, know, it's pretty remarkable that the Disney's history is is pretty remarkable, actually. That they're still uh, there in the way that they won't look at these things. These these people who love these movies, they don't, they, they don't need to look at they, it. Yeah. There's, well, like, Robert Downey yeah. Jr. is getting fifty million dollars. He's not going to sit there and nitpick uh, yeah. Walt Disney's past, you know. Um, so to so to circle back into the conversation about overpopulation. Okay. Um, Which is totally about Disney. And then to <laughs> in, in, to include the current conversation in my mind, which is globalization, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, with the overpopulation of uh, 8.9 billion people, combined with globalization um, and the end of net neutrality, which happened, on, what, seven years ago by now? Um, we only get to see, like the New York Times printed in the wake of World War II, we only get to see the news that's fit to print. That's it. We only we get a guided narrative, and that that was also included in what we learned from the Nazis in the form of propaganda. Yeah. Which was, and that's the reason the that's exactly what they're still doing. They're still doing it. Yep. It's just and originally, disguised. Originally, television so, sold for. The price of them was cost prohibitive for your average working class individual, mm-hmm. and there was still classism that existed in in the wake of World War II. There were only twenty three billion, yeah, point three billion people on the planet at the time, so they were more easily controlled. Um, and this is where we see the boomers, and we're starting to see the paradox of that generation and the and the effect of. The mass production Zenith Zenith Corporation was the start of that mass production of televisions that were not cost prohibitive for the layman to own anymore, and so they were able to. Uh, and yay, PBS was in the face of them, but the others, the major networks, were able to control the narrative uh, and guide the sociological view to where we're at now with 8.9 billion people. If you will, it's not a conspiracy theory. This is empirical, provable, evidential. It's that's what we're talking about, too. Yeah, Yeah, that's what. Look it up online. Google search it. Like, come on. Yeah, I I mean, you know, they don't. They won't. You know, Um, they're too busy. You know, they got an excuse. Uh, It's busy with what? Exactly, man. You know, in the end, it's just like the knowledge comes and goes. You know, and it's just like. Well, now here's another paradox of, of that relates to this conversation, um, and I can include, and I'm gonna have to look it up and remember that speech that I keep referring from George Carlin. Um, what we've seen is is a diluting effect in information. As academia is severely frowned on in the United States. Like if you come up with an idea that is perceived as confrontational to somebody's established thought patterns they reject it and that's just normal human behavior yeah in the psyche it's just too many too many voices and uh again like look at chaos theory just type it into google pull it up um what we've descended away from is chaos theory and into just chaos and that that was the Paradox of globalization. Yeah, chaos. And add add uh, 
overpopulation and <laughs> macro <laughs> effect chaos. Man, you know what? This has been a trip, dude. We're at the end of the hour. We hit the 59th minute, man. Is there any uh, last things you'd like to say in your PTSD platform, punk rock fucking platform? <laughs> I don't know. Good luck, motherfuckers. <laughs> figure, figure it out your fucking selves. <laughs> That's the chaos theory. That's, if I can do it, you can. If I can do it, you can do it. And I'm Get doing it too. Ass. Yeah, this yeah. is it. I, you know, I can't even talk to motherfuckers, but this is how I figured out how to do it. There's your paradox. Yep. I mean, like, that's... I've talked to more people on this show, not to steamroller but I've talked to more people on this show than I've ever talked to consecutively in my life, man. It's just, it's amazing. You know, things like this are ideal for somebody like me who's a misanthrope and very isolated, very autonomous. I live alone. I can't fix it or build it or do it or grow it myself. I don't fuck with that. A lot of us can relate. Hey, uh, hold on the line. We'll be right back. wasting money on separate individual hotel rooms when I'm perfectly a- able to share Mr. and I'm apparently the pop star uh, Mr. He... Lydon Don't be disrespectful, sir. I haven't disrespected you, have I? No, you haven't. Okay. So let's not be disrespectful Apologies. in my home. Okay. Chaos Theory Millions of Americans have a dangerous addiction Get out the phone, you big dope. And yet too many of them aren't even aware of it. It's not my job to get votes for people. Damn it. It's theirs. I'm talking about outrage addiction. Outrage addiction is a leading cause of depression, anxiety, despair, blindness, hearing loss, and a loss of total perspective and common sense. But with Outragers Anonymous, you can break that cycle. You can start again. You can find the healing. And you can recover. Outragers Anonymous. It's time to start thinking again. Those guys owe me fucking money. I want my five ninety-five back. Five dollars and ninety-five cents. Chaos theory. We now return, motherfucker. specifically with the employment situation, but it applies to most other situations as well. The answer 
in Texas is generally that you can record somebody without their knowledge as long as you're part of the conversation. Huh. There are some exceptions to that rule, and I would advise you to seek legal counsel if you have a specific... You listening to this, Shan? In general, as long as you're part of that conversation, you can record. So if you're on the telephone, you're talking with someone, you record it. In general, it's legal to do that as long as you're part of the conversation. You were way off, bro. <laughs> See, I knew this. Uh, exceptions generally come in governmental situations or legal situations. Mm-hmm. Talking to a lawyer, maybe a doctor sometimes too. That, can, that might also have implications uh, that you want to be careful. But it's just if you're talking to your employer, you're talking to somebody that you just want to have, make sure that you have that recorded down, it's legal to do it in Texas as long as you're part of the conversation. One thing that's not legal to do, that something that could be a serious crime, and that is to record to a conversation between two people several people where you're not part of the conversation but you're not there they don't know you in other words if you take a recorder to a room hide it you know turn it on and walk out the door then that can be uh, that can be a crime and that's a federal crime so you don't want to do that you want to make sure that you're part of the conversation that you record just to be safe see I haven't done that yet <laughs> so that no one doubts that you're there that you're not. now this is specific to Texas every state has separate rules yep Texas is what's called a one party state that means that To record it. Nope. Quite frankly, even if someone says, I don't want you to record me, you know, they can't keep you from recording that as long as you are part of that conversation. Uh, as a general rule, I don't like recording people without their knowledge. I think it makes you sneaky and underhanded. <laughs> but the same token, if you think people are going to lie, don't lie. So you can record it. There you go. Uh, thank you very much. And if I fucking air the motherfucker, then I definitely got proof. So, Shan, check your facts, dude. Oh, shit. That was a fucking pretty cool episode. Thanks, Shan. You should get your fucking facts straight. I'm glad I played that little American sample behind your ass. (laughs) That's that part of America. They're always right about something, you know? As far as distribution, my recordings... I will have it out there as proof that I fucking recorded it and that I was a part of it. There you go, motherfucker. It's not fucking federal to record. You're fucking wrong. God, I hate know-it-alls. But you're all right, I guess. (laughs) Fucking A. Well, I guess we learned some shit on this show tonight. I'm going to talk about other shows coming up. I'm doing a double header today because it's 9-11's 20th anniversary. <laughs> the vaccine is the new 9-11. I don't like getting too political. But I do like calling motherfuckers out on their shit. I definitely don't have a problem with that. It's a good song, The Soft Boys. Guys, remember this song? (laughs) I know you do. It's been pretty great. Episode number 125. Alterated. (laughs) 
alterated chaos theories and shit. <laughs> Sometimes it shows absurd, but it's definitely for the people with PTSD, like I have. Not everybody's gonna have your illness. And they're gonna lay out fucking snide remarks and bullshit. Just fucking hold yourself with grace. Take no shit, cause no harm. And keep listening to Adam MD, GED, motherfucking underground cartoon fucking therapy. Stay the fuck tuned in. Fucking egg. You've been listening to another fantastic fucking episode of Adam RMD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy.